Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 308. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the first season finale of The Expanse, and recent episodes of The Hundred, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, The Magicians, and Supergirl. Plus, well, at least Kyle has a TV recommendation at the end. We'll see about the rest of us by the time we get there. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 308. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Kyle from notaryruns.net. And Ivy West from Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Mr. Next time you can do like a zip code, and then the next time you can do like area code. <laughs> from, from the 757. Yes. <laughs> Although then people might think that uh, they're listening to uh, a TV talk machine, but. Uh... <laughs> I actually like that bit. <laughs> so, yeah. But now, in case anybody out there is looking for a co host on a <laughs> yes, TV that, podcast, just throwing that out there, you know, I'm, I'm, I make good Ed McMahon. Yeah, yes. Ivy, Ivy's looking director. for a place to, to land on a more permanent basis, although this week he is the last-minute fill-in because Kyle was already on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, Quint- I'm totally taking Kyle's job. Yes. Well, he, J- Jason did offer me the option of doing two voices, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but I opted not to. <laughs> Probably a smart decision. Yeah, two voices, but he'd also have to come up with like separate opinions on uh, – on the show, so that it didn't just sound like he was doing a voice. Uh, but yeah, if you were listening last week, uh, unfortunately, uh, Joe uh, Garfain isn't able to uh, join us this week, but we're still going to talk about the hundred. So if you want to listen, you can listen to the dropship and hear Joe talk a lot about the hundred. But uh, we'll uh, try and get her uh, on again down the road to, to talk about the hundred. I, I listened to the first 20 minutes of that show the other day. I didn't even know that was the same someone we knew. So, yeah, she was uh, she was supposed to be on, but then, you know, you never know when the, the old job is going to say, oh, by the way, <laughs> we're actually doing this <laughs> today, this afternoon, and uh, we need you to be there. And uh, so, Stupid you know, work. so she chose the paying job over, you know, guest hosting on the on the podcast, you know, you can't really can't really fault anybody for that. But with that, we'll uh, jump into the news. Uh, a few things uh, that's popped up over the the last week. Bravo has renewed Top Chef for a 14th season, so I suppose uh, Amory and Kyle are happy. Yeah, I'm still watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I stopped watching Bravo when they stopped airing. Uh, reruns of that television show that I'm not going to talk about with Kyle ever again. The West Wing? The West Wing. <laughs> That's That Sorkin show? <laughs> yeah, that Sorkin show. That one. That, that one show that did okay. You mean it wasn't uh, when they had that one show that got picked up and then canceled? What show was that? Or was that, uh, or was that, that different was network? Bravo. That was, uh... was that different network? I can yeah. never remember. It was on another network that uh, also that '80s one where she went back in time to the '80s. Oh no, no! Don't get me started about that show. <laughs> that was that's, VH1, that's wasn't you, it? Oh, yeah. yeah, when you renew a show and then you unrenew a show that yeah. that 
Jason That's right. and Amber got me to watch in the first place. That's right. It was VH1, not not Bravo. I was thinking of the. There was a handful of there was a handful of networks last year that sort of dipped their feet into doing some actual original programming, and but yeah, it was VH1, not Bravo, that had that one. Yeah, I'm not bitter about that or anything. Yes. <laughs> I blame you and Amory for getting me into the show in the first place, talking about it on this fine <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and, and, you know, even though it was the wrong network, I still had to remind you of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it up again, man. Next thing you know, we're going to be talking about ABC Family or Freeform or whatever we're calling it now, and it's stupid cancellation of Bunheads. <laughs> yes. I'm really going to hate you all. Yeah. Speaking of dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. A little different kind of dance. Uh, Fox has renewed So You Think You Can Dance for a 13th season, which uh, apparently will be the, I don't know, what is it, the the child dancer version or something? I don't know. They or said they're going to open it up to 8 to 13-year-olds. So I don't know <laughs> what target they're going for, but... I don't know, the, 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 the dance mom's crowd, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So th- that'll be back. I suppose you got to keep trying to do different things, I suppose, and see and see what works. And then, you know, if something like that doesn't work, then you bring it back for a 14th season going back to the original. And you're just like, hey, we're back with the original one. And then people watch again because they it's it's been gone long enough from the actual the original thing that they actually liked. <laughs> Uh, MTV has canceled Finding Carter after two seasons. Uh, I, I, Jason, I think you got that wrong. MTV stopped airing Finding Carter after one <laughs> season, and whatever they aired this second season was just a completely different show with a cast that looks really, really similar. <laughs> so you're saying, like, be- are you saying that they sort of like there was some sort of a reboot to the show from season one <laughs> to season two? <laughs> this is an alternate reality. It's a completely different show. Or, or it was Finding Carter uh, one, an anthology series and we just didn't know it. <laughs> Each year we find a new Carter <laughs> with the same cast. With the same, with the same people. That's right. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I think I, I think I made it through part of the first season or something before I dropped off. It was good in the first season, and what I remember of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Right now, I guess those style of uh, the family dramas, like I've dro- I've stopped watching Switch at Birth. Uh, I never could get into the, you know, the Fosters, Recovery Road that just started up is perfectly fine, but uh, not watching it. I don't know. I guess just uh, those aren't really doing it for me right now. And but apparently, I also made a really good decision. <laughs> since season two was was a completely different show and apparently it ended on not really a real ending so people are upset yeah i've got to go back and remember how it ended but, yeah. she, hey, didn't, let me, let she me didn't just, go missing again did she? <laughs> like, let me just let me just sum it up for you in one 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 sentence jason they put the kidnapper on trial and she was found not guilty <laughs> And I think this was after she kidnapped her again. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, next up, uh, NBC has renewed Chicago Med for a second season and Law & Order Special Victims Unit for an 18th. I still have yet to see SVU ever. You've never, you've never even or watched Or the episode. original. I've never seen the original Law & Order either. 
or Chicago Med. Or did you I watch watched, any Criminal Intent? I watched the first two or three seasons of Criminal Intent, and I saw all of the one season of Conviction, and that's like, the extent. You didn't watch any Trial by Jury? No. <laughs> I, I like Conviction too, Kyle. I thought that was a fun. I thought that was really good. It had a great cast. Juliana Nicholson in particular. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. But yeah, not a surprise that uh, Chicago Med will be back because it's doing pretty well. For It's like as they, they keep uh, doing more and more of these, you know, so apparently there might be a, a, a Chicago law coming. Mm. Uh, I, th- I thought the first two shows were really good. I think Chicago Fire took a, w- a while to find itself, but it did. And the, the Chicago PD, I enjoy a great deal. That's an incredible cast. But the med show, I couldn't get into at all, not even a little. And I like medical dramas. I've, my DVR is full of them. Yeah. It would be if there were more on. Yeah, well, as Amory said uh, last week or, or recently, you know, <laughs> it's not the best medical drama on right now. It just happens to be in the world of the same two shows, of these other two shows that I really like. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it that way. Uh, but it's Which is probably how they got a huge amount of people to watch it, just because it's based in that. Well, world. you know, it's the it's, but it's the they all drink at Molly's. Yeah, it's well, it's yeah, they all drink at Molly's, but it's also the the crossover type stuff. You know, the on on Chicago Fire, the they put somebody in an ambulance. They're going to show up at this hospital, and somebody from this, you know, somebody that you recognize from the other show is going to be on this show, and then. You got characters from different shows dating each other, and they appear on each other's shows. <laughs> and it's stuff. all fun and game until there's an emergency presidential speech, and it blows up the entire schedule for the rest of the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, my, I, I, I'm, I'm glad people like Chicago Med, but there's not a single character on that show other than the psychiatrist, and I can, and I barely really am interested in him. It's really, you know, the actor. Than, than the character itself. But I'll quit whining about the show because I always make the, the news segments go ridiculously long. So I'll shut <laughs> up. Uh, that's all right. I mean, we spent an hour talking before we ever started recording, so. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't recorded? <laughs> yes. yes. All of the bad things I said about people? Yes, that's right. we, should have, we should have recorded the pre-show and put that out as a bonus content or, or like – where the podcast is like 90 minutes and then you get the closing music and then there's another hour <laughs> of, of outtakes. Out all, of the, all of the people's names. It's like, yeah. I really hate beep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real pain in the... Yeah. Uh, yes, we didn't record the uh, the TV Times 3 bitch session before the, <laughs> before the podcast. Uh, now on to better news. I mean, we all knew it was uh, coming, but Netflix officially, officially announced the return of of uh, Gilmore Girls, and uh, so apparently they're 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 already starting filming and everything. So yeah, they started filming today, and apparently Melissa McCarthy tweeted out today saying that she was never even asked to be part of it. Tweeted out weird. today or tweeted out yesterday, Kyle? Uh, I saw it today. Maybe it was yesterday. <laughs> Maybe oh, oh, yesterday I mean, when you mean when this gets posted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the podcast magic. Yeah. Uh, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> yes, right. well, we are recording here on a Tuesday instead of uh, the normal Monday. 
but hopefully you will still be listening to this on uh, a Wednesday. That's right. You already the... tweeted out saying, hey, everyone, we're recording right now. So you already messed up the magic. <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I just wanted to show a picture of my dog, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't. I hadn't seen that tweet, but that'd be that'd be like super weird. Like, why would you? Why, why would you? Not, if that's true, why would you not ask? Well, someone uh, thought maybe what they did was they talked to her people and asked about her availability, and they said she's not available and didn't even bother to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> Which very well could be. That sounds like it very well could be. <laughs> like, like it. Yeah, never. But seriously, nobody. Nobody from the show like has her phone number or something. Like, She's too big for that now. No one's on. Well, I think it's either like yeah, like like Kyle said, where you you know you've got idiot people that that aren't thinking. Hey, you remember that show that gave you your start in Hollywood? Basically, yes. yeah. Do you want to come back? And no, okay, no. I think it's more likely that they didn't think they'd get her and just didn't bother to write her in. But still, you'd think as as well as those guys communicate that you're like you said that somebody would just pick up the phone and say. Hey, we're doing this thing. You want to come down and hang out for a bit? Yeah, like she, it, she was, I, mean, I mean, they could even write into the show that she got like huge as a chef and like became famous, and then got huge. Really, Jason? <laughs> Making jokes? They they still have time to. They could still bring her back and throw her in the final episode or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is but, like they is you know she became a famous chef and 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 but she came back for a visit or something like that or for some special event or something back in. Uh, stars hollow and so you know it's not like uh it wouldn't make sense for you know because in some of these shows it's like a small town thing you you wouldn't necessarily expect <laughs> this many years later that every nobody got out <laughs> everybody's still there <laughs> the weird thing was she was also the she was also the only one that wasn't at the atx reunion granted she's also the biggest star on the cast but still and, you know, really the biggest star on the cast. Both of y'all are making <laughs> the most famous person on the cast. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. I mean, it's just a word that describes the situation. I don't know if I could be a part of the show if I'm being so mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, although you know, at the time she was sort of uh, promoting a movie, so. But you know, again, like, <laughs> like, did they even ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and lastly, on the uh, the news segment that will never end <laughs> is Showtime has renewed billions for a second season because if you're a show on Showtime, you always get a second season. They should just do the two season <laughs> thing right from the start. Why even bother to delay it? Well, you know, because you get. Otherwise, you don't get any press. You know, you get the you get the press announcement. It gets out there. Some people report it. People mention it on their podcasts, and people are like, "Oh, there's a show called Billions. It's going to be back for another <laughs> season. Maybe I should watch the first one." So yeah, that's uh, that's the news. And uh, with that, we'll jump on to the prime time segment. Prime time. Thank you, Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt weird the one time I did the show where Amory was actually here and I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. First up, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1, Episode 2, Pilot, Part 2. We'll start with you, Ivy. What did you think of the second part of, uh, or the second episode here of Legends of Tomorrow? Well, 
I mean, first off, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 2, Pilot, Part 2. Can we can we get away from the naming conventions that the comic book shows are putting in front of there? Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel's, like, okay, we get it, okay? We, we get it. It's not DC's Flash or DC's... Okay, that okay that yeah, rant that is completely <laughs> separate from your question. Yeah, well, I'm not. That's that's one of those I'm not quite sure. Like, what was the decision behind this one? Is it like because like Arrow and the Flash are sort of known quantities? Uh, with this one, it it wasn't. So they decided, hey, we'll attach the DC name to it, and and fill it with a bunch of unknown quantities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I always thought that was a weird like thing like you know if you're going to do that why aren't the other ones you know DC's the Flash DC's Arrow they're kicking themselves that they didn't think of it at the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too late now cuz you have you know cuz Marvel slaps their name in front of freaking everything uh so but but to answer your question I think it was not that long ago that I was saying that I I really didn't like the show and um, it fixed the biggest problem that I had with the show, and it's that Hawkman is a horrible, horribly conceived character, um, and he, you know, he's dead now. So it's I feel so much better about the show <laughs> but, moving forward. But the problem is, he comes back every twenty years. Are they well, just going to jump? The it? show's going to make it twenty years. No, no, but they have a time machine. They can go pick up any <laughs> version of Hawkman they want and have them rejoin the group. Like, oh, I totally believe we'll see the actor again, not as a regular, but I definitely believe we'll we'll see him again and using that same exact trope. But um, or maybe in some flashbacks type things or something. Or right, yeah. Um, but I, t- I had a conversation with a buddy of mine, um, you know, that I used to used to do a podcast with. Um, that is much more knowledgeable on DC Comics lore uh, than I am. And, you know, he made a point to say that basically that was what the character was supposed to be, and that for that it, they did a long run where, you know, the, the idea of the character was that he was kind of a stalker-type person. And if anything, it almost sounds like they were trying to water that down for the character on the show because it's CW and it, he was the hero and... They didn't want to portray that, but it sounds like there are versions of that character in the comic books that were a whole lot worse when it came to uh, how he treated her and, and how he followed her. So either way, like I said, I, the, I think the show is going to be much better for him not being for, you know, Hawkman to be gone. Um, I hope that's not some type of twist that we find out this, you know, this coming week that, oh, no, he, you know, we're, we are going to go back in the future, you know, <laughs> back to the future and find a different version of him to stay on the show. But, um, yeah, I think it was a good decision. Yeah, because I guess suppose you know, they could actually go 20 or so years into or, you know, 20, 30 years past where they picked up this version and pick up the next version, and that version might even remember the previous version, you know? Right. Yeah. And nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> I go, there's still not enough Ray Palmer and Sarah Lance to keep me on the show. For me, it's uh, it's it's Captain Cold and 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 Sarah. That's <laughs> I want to see. I want to see more of them too on on missions they they i thought they played pretty well off of each other but then i also liked you know like adam and and captain cold together too <laughs> this sort of 
like their discussion as they're trapped in the cell, you know, and, or, or all, or even before they get trapped, why they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, steal the, the knife. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, the, the only thing in this episode was like, why with, between all of them, while they couldn't, we seem to f- have figured out that there's only one way uh, to kill Savage, uh, and that's for her to use the knife. Uh, so I suppose it's a good thing that she didn't die in this episode. Uh, but that we also saw that they could do some damage to him, at least slow him down for a bit. They couldn't have gotten the knife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you knock him down, just go over and like stab him and be done with it. Like when they're trying to like make their getaway there, they, they, they couldn't have, or at least like, got the knife so that they had it like for the next time they come in contact with him. Uh, but instead he's able to like get away with it or something. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's the type of thing that's, it's, it's all so that they can continue on. Otherwise, obviously, uh, if they ever actually do kill Savage, it's a few, it's still a few episodes from now. So, uh, they, they got to still have some problems they need to, uh, to overcome. Uh, but I really There's enjoyed this episode. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this episode and it's going, you know, it's spending time in the past. Uh, I like the professor, you know, hanging out with the younger version of himself, trying not to like <laughs> cause problems. I liked how he got super upset at himself. Like he hated his <laughs> younger self. <laughs> yeah, he didn't remember him being such a jerk. Yeah, and then how the other two were just having a blast. Like, yeah, why, you, we didn't know you were so cool. Like, yeah. And they loved or, the younger version of or, it. Or like, uh, or the sort of the, like, you mean, what do you mean used to be? You know, <laughs> what do you mean used to be a pompous jerk? Uh, but yeah, I just thought that they had fun with, the time travel aspect and uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, them go and goof around in different time periods. Yeah. I, I like the general, like this has much more of a flash lighter fun feeling, which I enjoy way more than the dark brooding superhero type of thing. Uh, if I like, they do these great action sequences, but it almost feels like you're watching like, a stunt show like where they have everyone doing like some like everyone's <laughs> fighting someone at the same time and they're just panning back and forth across like this giant stage of people like doing flips or flying and shooting like fire at people it feels like and they did the same thing in the first episode too it feels like you're watching almost like one of those like universal Studios stunt shows <laughs> like, and uh so i mean that might get old if they if they don't find a way to do it the only person that annoys me, like, well, I like the character Captain Cold when he starts talking in his like twenties gangster, like, yeah, you see, I'm gonna go do that, you see, like that just gets so annoying and feels so overacted. But, uh, but other oh, than I that, like, it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I like, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Like, it's you don't have to take it seriously. I keep wanting to call uh, what's his name Ant Man because that's what he is. But <laughs> he's what's he Adam? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm but I, I, I like the relationship. Got lined up. Well, practically every character 
in Marvel or DC has a sort of a similar version in the other world where one yeah. of one of them came first and then somebody else did their sort of version of it on the on the other side. Uh, I'm not uh, steeped into the comic book stuff to know who came first and who came second in in all of these, but yeah, it's, it's uh, with the 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 shrinking aspect and the suit and all that stuff. Yes, it's definitely a, a similar thing. Uh, there, but, but yeah, I just, uh, I, like, like you said, Kyle, I just really enjoyed the episode there. It's, I think they're just going for, you know, all out action adventure, you know, sort of the fun side of things and, and, and just, uh, not, not taking it overly seriously. And then the, the second episode, it, if that's what the show is going to be, they're going to show up in a time period and end up tangling with Savage or something or having to try and stop something that he's doing at that period of time. I'm I'm on board to uh, to watch the rest of it. But I've said it before, though, anytime you have a time travel type stuff and then you have time travel set in the world of these other two shows, which one of the shows already has another way of doing time travel, uh there's so far the flash has been good at the way they've reset things. It hasn't done. It, it's only been, you know, like a day, you know, type of thing. These type of things where they're going back and forth in time. And there's the possibility, you know, like there's, there's all these types of things. Like could Sarah like end up in a time where she decides not to get on the boat with, <laughs> you know, or like, where they could make a big change to one of these characters that changes other things like the changes that makes big changes for the other shows. And that's the only, that's the only thing I don't particularly like about it is the way they have to tread that where if you do, if you, if you were to do anything big, it would change all the past stuff that we've, you know, we've seen where some of that stuff might have not actually taken place or something, and that would be just too weird. And then Barry walks out of the shower and, <laughs> and says, I don't know what happened. I'm, I can't, I, I can just walk. I can't run fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're already skirting that over there on the flash with the whole he killed himself to end the line, but it, it ended him, but not really ended him. He's still. The future version was still there, but not in the same way. And he can now come back, but he didn't know anything yet. And you're just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that that time travel logic doesn't work, right? You've got to stick. You've got to stick to a story. You got to pick a pick a version of time travel logic and stick to it. I mean, I get what, what they did there because you know, if he really did end the thing all the way through, then he never would have come back and killed Barry's mother. He never would have killed Dr. Wells. You know, <laughs> uh, Barry would have not be the flash yet, you know, because Wells would still be a, a, a couple of years away from uh, mm-hmm. getting the, you know, from the original timeline type of thing. And, you know, so I see what they did there. They went through and created a thing where, Barry actually has now created the situation that ultimately kills his mother uh, by by capturing the flat or capturing reverse flash and then now sending him back on his way. But yeah, that 
that's the type of stuff where I'm not a huge fan of the time travel stuff is because if you start thinking of it about it for more than two seconds, it fall, falls apart and it, it detracts uh, from the show. And so when you have this other show that's attached to it and they're, you know, they're potentially making big potential could have, you know, big changes or whatever. I don't like what that could mean for how you have to write the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. And uh, on that note, all of the talk, the incessant talk of people wanting Supergirl to be in the same world as them or or be on an Earth 3 or whatever uh, so that it would make sense in continuity with everything else that's gone, you know, that's gone on. I just say no. Just leave Supergirl in her own little world with her own little problems. I don't need to see Flash show up there. I don't need to see her show up on the Flash or Arrow. Uh, it, it's just too much. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like I said, you have to start having even more and more Earths or something like that because otherwise it makes no sense because somebody would have mentioned a girl that flies around and also Superman. In one of these other shows, in the first couple, well, in the last Rip four Hunter years, does, Rip Rip Hunter does make an allusion to Superman and Batman in the first episode, but they're but it's it's tenuous, you know. It's like well, they've you know I can't. they've they you know in the very first episode of the Flash, they inside the you know the future news article, it shows you know like a Wayne Enterprises or something like that, right? Uh, well, and I so don't... and so they've they've hinted at different things. Uh, I think they even made a Batman reference once on The Flash, uh, but not as it being a comic book hero, as it being like a real thing or something. But still, it's it's one of those things where <laughs> I just go, no, we already have too many shows that are connected here, <laughs> and Marvel's already has enough problems with trying to create <laughs> this giant network of movies and TV shows and and have them sort of tie together. Uh, that uh, I'm perfectly fine with what we have. Just keep it in this in this little world. Uh, if you want to add something in later, it's got to be a new character that gets created, not somebody that's been around for a while. Type of thing, I think, because it just uh, it just causes too many problems on the whole of trying to keep everything. If you write something here, you have to make sure that you keep in continuity with it over here and over here and over here and over here, since these are much closerly, you know, closer linked together. So, I mean, Jason, ultimately, if they decide to do it, you know, if they decide to do a crossover, and I think, like you said, a multiverse, different Earth, you know, makes that makes that possible. Um, I want them to do it because they found a good story and plot reason to do it. Not just do it because, oh, hey, it would be really, really cool if we did, you know? Yeah. So if they come up with a way to make it good and interesting, I'm all for it. But if they're doing it just for the sake of cross-promoting and that kind of stuff, then, you know, no, I'm not interested. All right. With that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is The 100, Season 3, Episode 2, Juan Heda, Part 2, because every opening is a two-part opening these days <laughs> on every show. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, this time, Kyle, what, what did you think of, uh, where, what went down in the, uh, second part of Juan What I think is that they needed to have like a, Hey, here's what happened last season. 
we need to remind you because I am like totally lost. Like one one thing I, I liked in this episode, I think it's Pike, some new guy that they met that was one of the um, Sky Station. people. Uh, yeah, see that? I, I don't even remember. Like, there's so many of these different things. I don't even remember, like, the Ice uh, Queen versus, like, the other stuff. Uh, but, like, he makes some line saying, like, De- uh, Desmond, I can't even think of his real name. De- uh, whatever that, that guy. He's like, that, that was the Ice Nation. Not all grounders are the same. And, and this guy says, they are to me. And that's exactly how I felt. Because I can't tell any of these characters apart. I don't remember who's good, who's bad. What like there was that girl that showed up at the very end. I couldn't tell you who she was. I know I should know who she was. I don't remember who she was. I don't remember the girl that that uh, that um, what's his name? Not Jasper. The uh, Murphy that Murphy is with. I, I can't remember what she's from. Like I don't remember most of these characters. I really should have rewatched the second season before this third season uh the girl on the boat is the she was out in the desert when they were crossing along and you know basically left them there to die and stole all their stuff yeah she's the one with a deformed hand okay yeah see that that was the main problem i had watching the 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 first two episodes was just trying to remember what happened and who these people are like everyone else though i don't care about jaha i don't care about this uh, whatever that, uh, what is it? The city of light? Is that what it is? Or whatever, uh, like that. You mean the, you mean the matrix? Yes, the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't care about that. Like that storyline, like, I wish they would just finish that up because I'd rather get back to what's actually happening, like with the rest of them. I think that that had a, a semi interesting twist. In that, you know, the the one guy died and then he's still in, you know, the, the City of Light. So that there was basically was the, the idea there where you don't actually need the actual people to, to fill. You, you need them just to be able to upload them, but you don't need the physical bodies any longer. So I think that... That was a semi-interesting twist, but overall, I'm not super interested so far in that that side of the story, and I'm interested in the other stuff that's going on and uh, the sort of the politics of the grounders and uh, these, you know, the these different, you know, all the different, uh, you know, and you know, sort of the Ice Nation uh, becoming the bigger threat now. I think those. Uh, uh, those things are interesting. I think the the ending of the episode with <laughs> with Clark being like, "You want yeah. you want this? You don't want this? I will kill you!" You, want, you know. <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in that first bat in um, Tim Burton's Batman movie where Bruce Wayne, you know, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is in there with a the choker and he's like, you want to get nuts? You know, and just start throwing <laughs> stuff around. <laughs> oh, homegirl flipped her lid. She's out there. Yeah. So it's, it's that side of the, that side of the storyline that uh, I'm finding, uh, you know, more interesting than the, you know, than what's going on with the, this, this other computerized world that you can uh, get uploaded into. Uh, so far, that's not been uh, super interesting. So, what about you, Ivy? What are you? Uh, what do yeah, you think of the first couple episodes here? It's hard to disagree 
when it comes to the the City of Light storyline, although my biggest fear is that um, that's the end game of the season. It's somehow that's going to matter more. Or somehow, like, at some point, that's they, those stories have to reconnect. And just by the basis of what that story is about, I almost fear that that will become the primary, you know, the, the primary piece. So I'm concerned that's coming down the road. But um, I, I don't know. It's like I, I, you know, I've read these articles and, you know, listened to, you know, we were talking about Mo Ryan and Ryan McGee's podcast um, during the pre-show, and they both had some negative things to say about the season. And, and I've not seen any of that stuff yet, but I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to get there by the time we get to the, uh, get to the, the, um, the third and fourth episode, which is where they thought they were, things really went off the rails. But, um, I too, I'm interested in the, in the grounder politics. I'm, um, I love the interpersonal relationships. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens between Lexi and Clark, because, there's a lot of unfinished business there and there's a lot of emotion there <clears throat> because of their connection. And, um, and, you know, in the big, the major betrayal that Lexi did last season, um, you know, when it comes to ice nation, I'm really interested to see just how savage and, and kind of badass those guys are. Cause I, I'm not a big Zach McGowan fan, but Rowan as a fighter is pretty, insane you know the way he was able to you know take on three guys and still track clark at the same time was pretty impressive but uh and i'm really really looking forward to brenda strong because I'm, I'm such a big fan of hers joining the cast soon um but i don't i don't know it's it's you know the the hundred to me is great because it, it throws these characters into situations that keep getting worse and worse and worse. And you see the characters, how resilient they are, but how much they lean on each other. So I'm looking forward to Clark being back in the fold with the other characters, because that's, you know, that she makes people around her and Eliza Taylor does a wonderful job of making people around her better, not just as actors, but you know, the character perspective as well. So I, I hope that the, her separation from the rest of the crew isn't a you know a half season kind of thing or maybe a full season kind of thing. Um, and I was I was a little disappointed we didn't get as much uh, as much as of of um, oh why am I blanking on my on on um, on Jasper's character this this week. So um, but it's but that that speaks to just how great this show is that. You know, we know going into every season that no character is safe and, and anyone can die at any given time. But I remember watching the first up, you know, the, the first episode this season back and I'm like and Monty gets on the on the on the rover on the truck. And I'm like, you know, I could probably forgive this show killing any character because that's the way this show has to be. But if they kill Monty, I'm going to be pissed. And Monty's Monty's not, you know, a primary. Well, I guess he's a lead. Chris Rockin's a lead character now, but it's just, you know, it's 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 how good the show makes its secondary and tertiary characters. So I don't. I could I could talk about how much I love the show, you know, all day and all night. But uh, you know, we don't have that much time left. <laughs> so you said that they were in the that Mo Ryan and them were talking about that they thought that the next couple episodes is where things went off the rails. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of pot. They, they know they particularly pointed at one storyline and it was an early enough review that they weren't going to say which, um, that was representative of the show making some bad decisions. So, but I've not seen the episodes yeah, yet. I don't know. I, 
All I'll say is I quite like the next couple of episodes. And the only thing I'll say about it is because they focus in on the, you know, sort of the, these different clans of, you know, of the grounders and, and there's no, there's no Jaha in the matrix to be seen. (laughs) It, it focuses on these, uh, other storylines after, you know, after we see Clark is, is there with Lexa and we see what's happening there. Uh, and, uh, there's, a there's one development that goes exactly where you think it's going to go as you're watching the, the episodes mm-hmm. that I have an idea of when episode five opens up that, uh, I already think I know how the first major pitfall that could happen because of that thing happening is going to be avoided, but still for the most part, you're not quite sure exactly how they're going, you know, how they're going to get people out of certain things or, where people are going to land on any given day, you know, based on what's gone on, you know, where they're going to, where their loyalties are going to lie. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the next couple episodes, I guess mainly is because <laughs> we sort of leave that, uh, you know, the, the city of light storyline behind for a little, a little bit. And uh, I don't know, there's a, there's a couple of things that happen in the next couple episodes that you're just like, <laughs> Holy crap! I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> I, I hope it means they're going to be culling the cast because there's just way too many characters right now. Oh come on! And they keep introducing more. Like they're introducing all these clans, the the sky people, and adding to the mix. And well, the, the it's just sky so many people are the people from the arc. Yeah, but we didn't see a lot of these people before. Right, right, right. So uh, the um. But Jason, to speak about that review, I actually just tweeted at you the um, the post that Ryan did uh, a couple of weeks ago on on the review of season three. So it, it speaks again. It, it dances around whatever the problem is. I have a feeling it has something to do with um, Pike's character and you know the conflict between the grounders and such. But I don't. Then that's just supposition. So I don't know. But I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed Juanita Part Two. I'm looking forward to this week's episode because it will be the awesome. Although it amazes me, it amazes me the the, the social media following on this show, because Jason Rosenberg tweeted out a, a question while we were recording, and then, and I didn't know the answer to it, but I was I was waiting a couple of minutes to see who would respond to it, and I, I waited about sixty seconds, and there were a hundred responses to it, <laughs> ninety nine retweets, and I'm like, this is a showrunner of a of a admittedly cult popular show, but not a show that's getting you know a ton of viewership. It's just like people people love kids the kids love the show. Yeah, there there definitely is you know that solid base following of the of this of this show. But also it's developed into a show that I would hope that more and more people would find you know it's kind of I mean there's a there's a lot of shows like that. I mean even you go back to like you know people talk about how great Battlestar Galactica was but literally, in the grand scheme of things, nobody watched that. Yeah. Like, like, nobody, you know, on a, on a percentage population basis, very few people at the time ever saw that. There's, you know, there's actually probably more people watching The 100 right now on a weekly basis, you know, live, than ever watched, uh, you know, episodes of, of Battlestar Galactica when it was airing. So, 
you know, on that scheme, I guess, you know, it's actually doing pretty good on the, on the scheme of things of CW shows, I guess it's, you know, it's doing uh, pretty well. It's doing better than it used to be. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely a show that you can't, you, you really need to, you need to watch them, but you also need to push through the first like five episodes and then some things start happening that you go, Oh wait, what is this exactly? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you go on, uh, you go on from there. Uh, but I think they've so far, so far from, in, in my opinion, I think four episodes into the season, I'm liking it as much as, as anything. And, uh, yeah, the one thing you are hinting at that that other article may be hinting at, uh, there could be a, you know, ultimately a problem there, but that's also just another potential problem, you know, that, yeah. uh, that somebody will, you know, well, that they'll have to overcome and, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where they, where they go with that. Uh, but we'll jump on to the uh, next show on the list, which is Supergirl, uh, season one, episode 12, Bizarro. Ivy, what'd you think of Bizarro Supergirl? I think they finally made an interesting, you know, one for one antagonist for Kara. And then they boxed her, <laughs> you know, it's like. It, she was that was that was well played both you know both um, by Belissa Benoist and then by whomever the actress was that that played her off and on as Nina's Bizarro. Um, you know it was it was actually kind of impressive for as much as we as we used Tatiana Maslany as the go to the standard bearer for playing multiple versions of the same character. We've seen it happen in other shows recently, a la Arrow. Um, but it, it's not, never been done as well as Maslani does. And this was kind of one of those, and granted, there wasn't much to it. There wasn't a whole lot of, of Melissa playing the Bizarro version of Supergirl before they kind of changed the actress. Um, but I thought what was there was, was very, very interesting. And when did, when did Blake, is it Blake Jenner, Riley Jenner, um, her husband, when did he he kind of grew up since Glee? Like I remember him being Glee as being like kind of you know the the skinny California dude, and uh, Adam here was a much kind of buffer, bigger dude than I remembered from Glee. So you know she did well, well done, Lisa Benoist, well done. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a her real husband or b the guy from Glee. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's one of those where you go. Well, it's a good thing they actually had chemistry on screen. <laughs> well, that was the problem I had. They had, su- they had such great chemistry, and then they blew it up. I'm like, I would rather see them. Like, I hate the whole Jimmy, like, thing that they're trying to push her and Jimmy together. I hate, like, I don't think they belong together at all. Like, I wish they had kept up the Adam thing. Plus, we have to see Nice Cat. That was so much fun to see, like, her actually be, like, this completely different person. Brought brought her coffee instead of of waiting for the coffee. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was fun. I think they, I think they've done a really good job, though, of, of, like, expanding out over the last few episodes, the cat character, the Hank character. You know, so some of this this side characters, uh, you know, having having her best friend actually finally say, you know, <laughs> I I've been in love with you, you know, forever, you know, long before I knew you were Supergirl, and 
you know, where that puts things. I like the conversation between him and Jimmy in this episode where he's just yeah. like, nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody that wants to be in a relationship, you know, that wants to be with somebody else. Uh, and you know, Jimmy's like, uh, you know, good talk. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, I like that finally he was like maybe moving away and accepting that it's not going to happen and that, but I'm sure he's still holding on. Yeah. Oh. So there's, yeah, th- there's some of that. I the the main problem I have in this show is, uh, the the Maxwell Lord character is I don't out of all the the fleshing out of characters I don't think they fleshed out his character enough. I don't get his character's motivation. I don't understand. Like I, it, the, his whole from one perspective you get the. I'm I'm sort of on board with the yeah we should not be relying on these aliens we should be able to protect ourselves but then in his quest to like kill other aliens or to find out more about Supergirl he's willing to just kill off all kinds of other humans mm-hmm. <laughs> like he has no he has no problem and so I and so I don't get his overall thing cuz like that is not like his true motivation is to protect is to protect humans or to, to for them to protect themselves since he doesn't seem to care about any of them. We've already seen three different storylines where he's put other people at risk and other people have ended up actually, you know, getting injured and dying because of things that he's done. And 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 what is it that his that now he's focused his hate of the aliens on Supergirl, the one that's actually trying to help you know the other humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I don't I don't get where he's coming from. Like where where's the where was the snap? Where's the thing that sent him off the rails? I I just don't get it. I don't yeah. I don't understand it. Plus, he built his own Supergirl to get rid of Supergirl <laughs> using her alien DNA. <laughs> so like, what's the point? Like, you just built yourself a second one of the thing you hate. Like the other thing is like now that he knows her identity, what can they do with him? They can't really ever let him go or else he's going to go blab it. So what what do they do with that character now? Like like because I mean, he can escape, but then it's not like he's not a public figure. (laughs) that They're not going to find him as soon as they just need to to have Hank uh, give him a, a pat on the head. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he would forget everything. <laughs> Man. The um yeah, I think I think that the problem there is that they're relying he's such a Lex Luthor art archetype that the this is a little bit lazy of creating the character and just assuming that oh, he's just Supergirl's version of Lex Luthor. He's okay, okay, I get it. And it's it's one of the two or three things that I think the show you know, the missteps that the show has made. Because he's like you said, he's not a well fleshed out character, and yeah, he's a Waterdale version of Lex Luthor. But we need more than that, guys. You you know, interesting villains is what makes the show great. Yeah. Before you saw that he was actually behind some of these things, like he was, you know, like the the episode where he had the guy setting bombs all over town. You know, that was injuring you know people. It was also he could try and track and learn more about Supergirl. Uh, ultimately, you know, the one guy ends up, you know, at least the one guy ends up blowing himself up. You know, she saves the rest of the people on the train, but there was the potential that you know, lots of other people could, 
uh, on the could die on the train uh, with that with that situation. Uh, but before that, they gave him a little bit of a backstory of like his parents and not trusting government and self reliance and all that stuff. And that type of stuff made sense until all of a sudden you find out that he's willing. Like, he's not just distrustful of government and trying to protect people. He doesn't care about people either. You know, yeah. so, but, but no reasoning, like nothing, nothing in his history or why, what pushed him over the edge of like, he wants to save humanity, but he doesn't care how much of humanity he has to kill in order to do so <laughs> is, is the, is the arc of his story that I don't get. Uh, and uh, I think is one of the, you know, and then having him find out about, uh, you know, the identity that it that creates a huge problem that I'm interested to see how they, you know, other than just keeping him in a cage forever, uh, which doesn't seem likely, you know, what uh, what happens that, you know, he's he keeps the secret or whatever or, or where are they going to go with that? Uh, but overall, I need a better reason as to what the uh, what the deal is there. But other than that, I thought they did a good job with the uh, Bizarro thing. I thought, you know, the the arc of of that. I mean, ultimately, he knows how to do it. He could do it again. There could be another one created since it took apparently it took seven times to be able to get one uh, to work. It doesn't seem to take much time because that guy went there, saw the body, and didn't realize that what he had done yet, and that was only like a few days before. Mm. I just want to know, are we ever going to this never-ending overacting contest between Shiloh Lee and David Harwood? Like, there's some intense, intense conversations going on over at the DEO. Are we ever going to, going to rein that in at all? Do you think maybe a little? Just anybody? Bueller? I never thought that they were overacting. I felt that that power, <laughs> the urgency of these conversations. Well, I thought that since they fleshed out his character, that some of that stuff has made more sense in the situations that they have. But uh, I don't know. Is in some in some respects, everybody on the show is going big. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. In, in you know whether it's uh, you know. Kara's aunt or or cat or or whatever there's there's a lot of uh sort of big personalities and uh and, and yeah, but, big things but in going particular on. with cat in particular with cat like Calista Flockhart is nailing this role and is walking right up that line of of of, of being over the top and not stepping over it and yeah. I think she's been she's been one of the best parts of the show like hands like not even close yeah, there were like people talking about like uh, in the last episode or whatever that the the storyline they didn't like was the cat and her, cat and her son, and I was like, dude, that was like the best part of the episode. Yeah, that was that whole thing, uh, you know, and and this and now the the problems that is created with the uh, you know her breaking things off with her son and her son uh, going away and cat being like, you know, maybe we should just go back to boss employee where they had be, you know, they had definitely gotten much closer, you know, in their relationship uh, or, you know, how she was uh, treating her even before the son showed up. Right. You know, and, uh, and so that'll be interesting to see how that sort of reverts back and where that goes. But yeah, I think, I think it was, 
it was pretty close to kind of being over the top in like that first episode, but they really figured it out over the next few and then have given, you know, like the sun storyline and these other things where you're able to connect with the character on, she's not just the devil wears Prada, you know, <laughs> mean boss type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's an actual person in there. And, and so that's made that character more interesting I don't know. I still I still look forward to the show each week though. Like I I watch it almost live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, start watching about 8:15, you know, and uh and uh each each Monday and so it's 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 been added to the list as the I watch Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, uh you know, and uh and then probably now we'll watch you know, Legends of Tomorrow before <laughs> before I leave to go to work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, each night. So, so yeah, that's uh, – I, I quite like the episode, quite uh, – continue to enjoy the, uh, the series. And uh, with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, The Magicians, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, The Source of Magic, and Episode 3, uh, Consequences of Advanced Spellcasting are the uh, – we talked about – uh, the premiere episode on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I think it was. And uh, we've gotten a couple more episodes since then. And uh, Kyle, what are you thinking about The Magicians here three episodes in? I'm not completely sold on it, but I didn't hate it. I think it has some really good ideas, but the execution may not all be what what I like. Uh, or what I would hope it would be like. It also still very feels very much like a Harry Potter ripoff <laughs> because, like, in the third episode was the Sorting Hat type of episode where we got to see each of these people figure out what uh, house they belong in or what their their uh, specialty should be. Uh, there was like I I like that the show mixes in some humor along with like what's going on. Uh, like with that, we saw them like trying to break into the break into the door and they're trying all kinds of various things to to get into the into the house. They they had that test. The one thing. Um, well, before I get to that, the so and then another thing that felt like a, the Harry Potter ripoff was the whole thing with um, this person. Uh, they were trying to figure out who this go. They were looking for Charlie, the Alice's sister, and they were trying to trying to. Uh, I guess like communicate with it or whatever that just felt like the whole Tom Riddle stuff out of like the Harry Potter like the thing guy was trapped in this fountain and they were trying to get him out and ended up like trapping him like I, I I see some good ideas but it hasn't really worked out yet like I like the idea of the um like this alternate magic where these people are doing it like a drug and they and they're just looking for a fix for magic but I think the way they're executing it doesn't quite work it just seems a little off like these people are just sitting in a room doing magic it doesn't feel as much like the druggy type of thing that they're they're shooting for no pun intended uh but the uh like I think they have some good ideas, but it still needs it's still not quite like ironed out. How about you, Ivy? I'm I'm enjoying it. It's you know, I read I read the series a couple of months ago in advance of the show coming out and 
um, which I think I've mentioned before, and I think I will mention again before we finish this episode. <laughs> and so, like, I understand Kyle's complaints and the and the Harry Potter illusions. I can tell you if the if it sticks to the books, which it's not. Um, there's not much many. There's not many more illusions. It's 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 definitively the books in particular are a are a definitive story. They're n- nothing at all like Harry Potter. Um, other than the fact that they deal with magic and there's a school, but again, in the in there's in the trilogy of books, um, Quentin graduates from Blake Bills uh, in halfway through the first book. So I don't think that's going to happen here. I think the series is going to be much more oriented towards um, towards being in school. Um, but you know, it's just not it's just not what the series of books is ultimately about. But I have no idea how much of the show uh, will be about that. So you know, who knows, kind of thing. Um, I was, I'm particularly impressed in these two episodes, uh, with the addition of Ann Dudek to the cast. She was in the second episode in particular was outstanding as what I thought was going to be a replacement Dean. Cause I, like, I wasn't sure after the pilot, whether or not the Dean was alive or not. And, um, Sunderland, who's, who's a character in the books, um, but not nearly as, as, prevalent as she's been in these two episodes, which is great because Ann Dudek, like I said, is just doing a phenomenal job. You know, she's so, so I'm, I'm really interested to see because she's, she's enough weird about what she's bringing to that character. That's so interesting, you know, and so, so different. Um, I, it's, it little things irritate me about the differences, like renamed characters, like Margot's name was Janet in the books. And I don't really understand why they felt the need to to change the name other than the fact that, you know, you've got Julia with a, with a similar name, but I'm, I'm digging Julia's storyline and it's, that plays out a little bit differently in the books than that it happens parallel to what Quentin's going on. Um, but it's just told at a different time. It's kind of like, Oh, well, now that we're in the second book, we're going to tell you what happened over here, uh, while this was going on. Um, but I, like I said, my, my biggest problem with the show is kind of the, probably the biggest problem with that with the book is the least interesting character is Quentin Coldwater, who's the main character. Um, ultimately, I, I don't know what the show is about yet, uh, because, in, you know, he's supposed to be this, you know, kind of downtrodden, never really non, non I don't want to say non-heroic, but non-leading man, I guess, for lack of a better term, the character is. Um and I don't know if that's what we're going to see here. So it's, it's, it's a, a little, I don't know where that's going. Um, I'm, I'm much more interested in the, in the kind of the big ticket ongoing, um, big bad, you know, the beast that we saw. And uh, I know who he is supposed to be, but I don't think, again, the show is going to be diverging from the book a great deal more than than I think people expect. So I don't know that the beast will have the same origin as he does in the book. So it's it's interesting to see that. I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's 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 particularly well made from a production perspective. Um, you know, Quentin again is is not all that interesting of a character, but everyone else there is. And and the changes I think some of them are obvious and some of them are called for. I'm a little nervous about the rest of them. But I'm there. I'm in, you know. I didn't I didn't hate it. But I like, but I like it a whole lot. Yeah, the the one character I don't really understand her point is the one who's like the gossip girl. Like, how is that like a skill? <laughs> like that she like it, like she's never heard of the brother, and yet 
all of a sudden, because she's the gossip girl, she knows everything surrounding the brother, just not the fact that she was uh, Alice, that he was Alice's brother. Like, it just seems odd. Well, I think I, I think the one of the things that they've alluded to, but maybe not made that much of a deal about in the show is that Brickbills quiets down the incidents that happen. Like when something happens, they they make it go away. Uh, and I think that might might feed into it. But uh, the brother, I thought, was supposed to be old enough that that she would not have been here at the same time. So it's one of those um, hand me down stories that, you know, I heard from from somebody that happened that, you know, that graduated last year that heard because she was there. And, you know, it's that, you know, that the fifth hand story, you know, Janie told me that Bobby saw this, that blah, 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 blah. blah. So I, I got the impression it was one of those kind of things, but maybe I misheard yeah. that. Yeah, it could be. It just seemed weird that she seemed to know, like she's the gossip person, yet she doesn't even know anything about Alice and the fact that she had a brother that went there. But she knows this whole story about the brother. Yeah, like I said, I think it's one of those urban, you know, school urban myths that probably happened before she was there. And so the the way the story gets told changes 18 times by the time you hear it kind of thing. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, who knows? Yeah, so far for me, I'm sort of lukewarm on the series so far. Like Kyle mentioned a couple times, there's some interesting ideas here. But so far for me, they haven't broken away enough from the stuff that reminds you of this just being a grown-up Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I think makes this different and makes this interesting is the whole idea of this Narnia-type fillery world being real and not just a thing in the books mm -hmm. that uh, the books were written about uh, real things and these and you know all these uh, potential problems and things that could exist there uh, but yet it's so tangential right now uh, that it, it seems like that might be where they're going is is more with that because of his uh, you know, Quentin's connection of having read the book so many times and uh, and all this stuff. But they seem to be focusing on some of these other things that are not <laughs> are not interesting, but also not creating a like, what is the story arc of the season? Like what they sort of set it up like there's this big bad, uh, you know, there's there's also these magicians that we need to finally start training uh, to potentially fight this big bad. But then, you know, we get sidetracked with the one girl trying to find out about her brother, which brings a big bad into the world, or at least we think, opens the door. But then that sort of goes away, and, you know, she continues to look for him, and everybody else is sort of doing their own thing. You know, everybody finding out about their abilities, you know, Quentin finding out that he doesn't, at present, like have a a specific strength or something. He's a divergent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, there's just a, a a lot of things in there that I keep watching, but I'm not. I think even you just said that Ivy is you're not quite sure like what even though he, you've read the books, but you know that they're probably diverging from stuff. And from the three episodes in, you're not quite sure like what the story. And for me, I think that three episodes into a series, you ought to know what the, what the series is about. Like, what 
like what the point is, like what's happening. I mean, to to an extent, but there's been. I mean, we've seen a lot of shows that have that have not. Hell, the next show we're going to talk about three episodes in. <laughs> You had no, and I, this is what I said last time. I yeah, I like, you have no idea what this show is about yet. Um, yeah, but I I, think, but you still saw there was still a little bit hints of you knew that ultimately these two characters were going to meet. Yeah, and there was something, and that there was something coming. Here, I don't, I still don't know what. Well, we know they're eventually going after this beast. Yeah, I, I guess they're going to be going after the beast or or whatever. I will say that the next episode is interesting of where some things go with some uh, characters. Uh, it, it seems to it seems to come out of nowhere, even though there is sort of a fight between the two best former best friends or whatever at the end of this episode. But uh, something that happens in the next episode, I think, is kind of interesting uh, regarding the, you know, the magicians outside uh, of break bills and. uh so I, I, it's still holding my interest enough that I'm, I, I, I just want it to go someplace. Or to... Yeah, I, I, like the production value is really well done. I think the show looks really nice. I'm just waiting. It's the same thing with me. I'm just waiting for, like, what's the ne- what's the big thing that we're going for? How does this fillery work into the story? When it, what's this big bad, and when's it gonna? come back or what's its goal yeah and any answers to like that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean i even mentioned it earlier with like talking about the hundred where like in the first season you need to push through those first five episodes to see you know what the sort of the real stakes or what they're going to be doing with the series but even in the first couple episodes you sort of understand like what the deal is they're yeah. trying to survive. Like they're trying to learn about their new surroundings and survive. That's the arc of the first season. How they go about doing that and how the show sort of twists in how it it sort of the sort of seriousness of it as it goes forward in the first season is completely different. But it but you understand like what the deal is like from the get go. Uh, and here I just feel I feel like maybe I know, but maybe I don't and. I, I don't know. It just uh, there's something about it that's just not fully engaging me. I think they're doing they're they're doing a, a necessary bit of world building. Um, I think all of the little plots that are going on will will eventually add up. I mean, particularly introducing an an I think I'm pronouncing this correctly an Afrit. Um, that's that's important. You know, I'm, you know, it's it's one of the things like oh yeah, it's. It's Charlie or whatever the brother's name is, but just the idea of what that character is and mean what that I don't want to call it a species, but is and means that matters down the road, and and the stuff with Julia matters down the road, and um, yeah, I just like I said, I'm I think there's a way to build that world and still give us some of that why it matters, and I and I think that they're they're not necessarily hitting that, but. I like I said, I like it a great deal more than either of you guys so far. So, I mean, I could continue to defend it, you know, if you want to do that. <laughs> I, um, the, you know, my my biggest frustration are the little things. So you've got, you know, Alice who's supposed to be, you know, the closed-in, you know, shy person, and you've got Margot who's supposed to be the, 
you know, oh, I'm the flirty girl, but but Alice's short, or Alice's skirts are considerably shorter than Margot's. I'm like, can they can they can homegirl short skirts get any shorter? It's but, it's little but, stupid stuff like that. that but I she has but she has the glasses. You oh, know. okay. She's got it's yeah, the glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, they were standing next to each other, and I was like, man, like. She almost has to pull her hands in to make it not obvious that the skirt is so much shorter than her hands. But Margot, who you would think is much more open and casual, uh, what's the right? Not that neither of those words are the right words, but um, much more comfortable with her body, you know, and 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 is not. And it was just kind of funny. So, but you know, little things, little things that don't matter. Little things like skirts that don't matter. Huh? Uh, with that, we'll move on to uh, the expanse. Uh, season one, episode nine, Critical Mass, and episode ten, Leviathan Wakes, which is the uh, two-hour. We had a two-hour premiere. Might not have a two-hour finale. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically two separate episodes, but they're playing them back to back as the finale uh, tonight. As we're recording this, Ivy, you're the big Expanse fan. We'll start with you. Well, I think I, I think, and I, again, and I, I will try not to focus on it too much, but but. Book readers will now understand how the show is going to work, and it's not going to be one of those situations where, oh, the first season is the first book and second season is the second book, like you see with a lot of other multi-season you know, show adaptions, a la Game of Thrones kind of thing. Um, because them getting off of, of Eros was only really, like if you stop at that point, you're only like two-thirds of the way through the first book. So uh, it, it's definitely not aligning directly. I think I think the the show did a a, a good job of showing just how scary um, the proto molecule is, and we haven't yet. And I think if again if we'd gotten to the end of the first book, we would have answered start to answer some of these questions as to what it is and what it means and what it does, um, other than it just being scary as 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 scary as hell. <laughs> um, if you were living, I mean, just just the the image and the decay of Julie Mao's body as as we saw that was I don't I mean not not fun to watch you know um, Holden and Miller finally getting together was interesting but I don't like Miller I don't like him in the books I don't like him on the show I don't care I think he's just over the top um, in particular the portrayal I like it when the crew of the Rossi is together and, and anytime that's going on and, and Amos, anytime Amos is being Amos, you know, that, that moment where, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to vote. And, you know, the, the cop from Eros is holding the gun on Naomi and, and Amos has already said that he agrees with the cop. But the minute he pulls the gun, you just see him walk out of the back of the frame. And then, you know, two seconds later, you hear the gunshot and you're like, and it's like, whatever you say, boss. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just like Amos is a badass, and it's and there was a lot of complaints about the his casting because he's certainly not supposed to be, you know, what Shatham is is like. I will always see him. Granted, he was in the uh, in the Hunger Games movies, but I will always see him as part of the unit on CBS as the unit. You know, the the special the Delta Force Special Forces show. So I'll always kind of see him in that role. And he's supposed to be that kind of badass, but he's not supposed to look like that kind of guy. So it's he looks like a the, country farm guy. Like, yeah. yeah, well, he's he's supposed to be like an old, you know, kind of overweight mechanic, which is what he you know what he is. He's a mechanic on the ship, 
But yeah, so yeah, we'll see. But Levi- Leviathan Wakes is the name of the first book, and so I thought that was kind of appropriate to, to name the finale that. Um, and it's supposed to speak. It's supposed to be representing the waking of the proto molecule. And so I will. I will leave it at that and not not share any more details about the <laughs> molecule. So how about you, Kyle? Yeah, I like that we finally got to see because we got a glimpse of what happened to Julie way back at the beginning in the in the pilot, and now we finally get to see her whole story play out and what really happened to her. Um, I thought it was really exciting as they're going through all this this ship trying to like avoid these people that are out there to you know something bad is happening whenever whenever someone wants to help oh i'll come here come to here like you know they're up to no good and and something bad is happening and they're testing something on these people uh and then like uh with them getting the uh radiation poisoning and so they're dealing with that while trying to make their way back to the ship uh, I thought that was like the two of them, I think, worked really well together. Um, the the one piece I still have no clue what's going on is what's happening on Earth. While that actress is great, I still have no clue what her storyline is or what she's up to, like with these uh, illegal ship drives that were sold or, or whatever she's investigating. Well, that's what, what her... she was trying to find out. And ultimately, she finds out that the guy above her and is and uh you know that they've actually been being all this stuff was built on earth and it's a secret behind the scenes thing to try and create war and also to do this research uh and so now she's just you know trying to play along uh you know to find out more about what's going on you know she yeah, was, and the sh- she the was ships in the dark the stealth ships I don't know. I like I, that was that was there, but I don't know how obvious it made it that the that the stealth ship that attacked the uh, Canterbury and the you know the ships at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah. that's what was those ships that they, that they ultimately came. They were Earth made. Maybe they weren't United Nations, but they were yeah, Earth by made. by a company by Julie Mao's dad, who you know is showing up to a, a meeting there at the end. You know, and then you see that there's sort of a big conspiracy going on. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see what this proto molecule is because, the, like, the people who are doing the test make it sound like they're doing this for good. Like they're like they're like, oh, here's the cure. We're helping people. But obviously, the people who <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really good for them. The people that got hit by this uh, hit by this proto molecule uh, injection. So I'm curious to see. Well, we'll wait till next season. What what that's for, and what these people were were up to, and and what their goal is. Because I, I mean, initially you think it's some kind of like thing to make a war happen between Earth and and Mars, but it seems like this is something different. Like they have some other something else up their sleeve that that they're doing this for. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to find a way to respond to that. Really... You you don't have to respond. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a satisfying conclusion to the first season. Well, especially knowing there's a second season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of suck if it just ended there. You're just like, well, there you go. But yeah, I think it. Uh, you know, you finally get. You know, you get some of the players together. You get. To, you know, as uh, you know, the one guy says. 
He's like, you know, I've got part of the story and you've got part of the story. You know, we we sort of uh, which is a sort of a refreshing take on things with the character saying, hey, we need to chat (laughs) (laughs) instead of talk around each other so we can continue to create more problems uh, for the show. Uh, as opposed to if we had just you know sit down and chat for a couple minutes and we could <laughs> we could figure some things out so yeah i think that's uh you know that stuff's interesting you know finally seeing you know they they hint at it in the very first uh episode you know like something on the ship you didn't know how julia got there it, it, exactly you know why she was trapped in there and and what you know what she sees and you didn't know like what happened to her after that. So seeing that, seeing how she got to there, and then also seeing how she got to Eros uh, after, and and all that stuff was uh, was was good. Uh, so that, and then seeing what the, the you know this thing, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll find out more about like where it was, you know, maybe where it was found or or how it came about, or and, you know, and more about what they're they're giving it to different people in different areas and doing different things to see, you know, how people react to it or what happens. And, uh, and then monitoring it from a ship (laughs) away from the place. And then the whole politics uh, on earth and the politics of all the various different places. Uh, I think by the end of it, the thing I finally got a handle on who people were and, you know, and what the different things between like Mars and the you know the Belters and Earth and all these things when they would when they would go to a different place you you finally understood like where that was you know and like what uh, what was going on there so looking forward to a second season and seeing where things pick up and go it's funny the because I really I like you guys I like that we finally saw. Julie Mao's, I don't want to call it backstory, but how she got to where she ended up. And about half of that was actually told in the prologue of the books. So you got to see a whole lot more in the books early on. You know, it's, I think maybe till like when she departed the ship, I think that's where the prologue ended, you know, so you didn't get the full, you know, like, Oh, I'm all the way to arrows kind of thing. But um, it was, it was a deliberate change and you kind of have to wonder, it was like, what, you know, did they want to hide, you know, hide the bury the lead on the proto molecule even more in the in the show than they did than they did in the source material? Um, but I thought it was like you said, it was great to finally see that that play out over time. So, yeah, and it you know it hooked other things in like you know, it was right after the episode where they had gotten onto the stealth ship and then got off and blew it up, uh, you know, and then you find out. You know that she parked it there, you know, yeah. and and all these and and some of the you 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 had heard, you know, what Miller had found out and figured out for you know what she may have been up to, and then you actually saw her, you know, on those ships and and that he was right, you know, that was he had followed her correctly, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, and then ultimately they end up on on Arrow, so yeah, you see the whole the whole thing play out, and then. And then, you know, the last episode, sort of the, the whole experiment and finding out more about the, you know, that the, the one lady has been kept in the dark from some bigger things that are going on there in the the United Nations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it, it definitely turned out to be an interesting show. 
And with that, I think that'll do it for the uh, primetime segment. And move on to uh, TV recommendations, which I thought I was going to be able to maybe say something about uh, 11 22, uh, 63 coming to Hulu <laughs> or Love coming to uh, Netflix, but I haven't got a chance to watch those yet. So maybe I'll be able to recommend one of those uh, next week uh, <laughs> on, on the podcast uh, and also should have previews of those coming over at uh, tvholic.com slash previews as well so uh, that's uh, Ivy did uh, you come up I with do. anything I'm you ready. wanted to recommend I'd, like I was thinking about blindly recommending uh, you know 112263 just for the sake of it because it's such a an interesting project but I, I, I looked at what Kyle was recommending and was, was like oh let me look at the other Blu-ray DVD releases today and I discovered that TNT is releasing the fifth season of Falling Skies along with a complete series set of Falling Skies. And I wanted to recommend to everybody the complete series because season five sucked <laughs> and you want to see the complete series to remind you how good the show used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this recommendation is don't just buy the fifth set and watch yeah. it. Buy the what whole if the thing. fifth set is the only buy season the, I don't already own? Buy the whole thing. <laughs> then again, again, Kyle, maybe you're buy, you've got a problem with buying DVDs on <laughs> TV. On TV. He's, Kyle's a completionist. He must have... <laughs> If it's available, you must have the whole thing. <laughs> I used to be that way, and that's why I—I I, believe it or not, I—I I sold a whole bunch of stuff because I decided I didn't—I didn't like the show enough, you know, the particular show to be a completionist. Yeah. Although, you know? if, if they stop releasing it on Blu-ray and only do DVDs, that's enough to make me quit buying it because <laughs> if it aired in HD, it should be released in HD. <laughs> Damn the man! Save the empire! That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle's all about whatever the best quality is out at the present time. That's what I'm buying. I'm not going yeah. backwards. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's Ivy's uh, recommendation is uh, Falling Skies, the complete <laughs> the complete Not season series. five, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> and then throw away season five. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then, like a kick, and then watch it or not. You know. it. <laughs> uh, how about you, Kyle? Uh, so for me, I, I was sent to the uh, – I, I don't get the El Rey network. I think that's only a – It might is that only a direct TV thing or is that on other – No, I, other I, ha I have it on uh, Comcast, but only a, you know, a standard definition version of it. Ah, OK. Uh, so I had never seen the From Dusk Till Dawn TV series, uh, but then I was sent the second season uh, on Blu-ray for review, which comes out tomorrow or today – or whatever day, yeah. <laughs> whatever day, whatever day. <laughs> Which we're came out recording. yesterday from the first day you could probably listen to this podcast. Um, so I had basically, I spent the last week binge watching both seasons of the show. It's only 10 episodes a season. Uh, the first season is very much the original movie just extended out. Over 10 episodes. <laughs> for 10 episodes, just changing the fates of some of the characters at the end so that they can continue on in uh, the future seasons. Um, so if you're, if you're not familiar, it's basically like a vampire type of show, except they're not bat based vampires, they're snake based vampires. Uh, but I, like the first season I, I had some problems with the acting or the writing. I couldn't tell which it was, but the second season, I think things vastly improved. It's more like a, um, 
it's like a mix between like a heist film, a mob story and like a monster horror film. And there's lots of humor thrown out uh, throughout it. It's Robert Rodriguez who created the show and the movie. And uh, so he directed I think he directs the pilot or the premiere and the finale. And he's also responsible. He's like an executive producer. So if you've seen any of his type of things before, it's like that same type of almost like pulpy type of of uh, show. But I, I enjoyed it way more than I expected to. Um, uh, it's got lots of action, humor, drama and gore. And so I, I think it's worth checking out. If you've seen the movie, you can probably skip the first season and just jump into the <laughs> second season and figure out who actually lived and who didn't. All right. So that'll do it for uh, recommendations. Uh, as always, you can uh, find links to our, our recommendations. We'll also have a link to uh, Kyle's review of uh, the DVD. Uh, as long as uh, I post it by then. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn once he posts it. <laughs> and... Uh, and then also uh, links to the uh, news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find uh, Ivy and Kyle online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 308. And uh, next week, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be somebody. There will be a third person. <laughs> might be Kyle. I, might Ivy be... and I will find it out in Mad <laughs> Max style. <laughs> Two men enter, one a, man leave. Uh, and and. An epic thumb wrestle for the, <laughs> the next uh, spot coming. So yeah, that's uh, that'll do it uh, for uh, this episode. Thank you again, uh, Ivy and Kyle, for uh, joining me on episode three hundred eight. Thanks for having Bye-bye. me. You just see him walk out of the back of the frame, and then you know two seconds later you hear the gunshot, and you're like. Did we lose Ivy? Uh, he was in the middle of the story. He was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, and that's it. I thought he might be just pausing for effect there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, this is too big of a dramatic pause. Uh, this is a super dramatic pause. <laughs> Did we get him back? I think it's going quite well. But, um, so yeah. Yeah, I I really like the finale. I wish we got more this season. Than just, uh... Hey, Ivy, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Uh, you we sound lost like you're you like ten miles under the ocean. We lost you there for a while, and now it sounds like you're uh, way in the background. My headset apparently died, even though I had it charging all day today. Yeah, because you were like, it's like. And then you're just gone. You're telling the Amos story, you're like, and then he pulls away, and he's behind the guy with the gun, and then it's. And we thought you were doing a really long, dramatic pause. <laughs> no, like I said, I was just, I was walking in the other room, but certainly within range of the headset. And it died. And I heard, I heard my computer beep. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of weird. But yeah, so I don't know if you want me to cut yeah, that then down. He, uh, yeah, then he, sh- he shoots the guy in the head and, and, and is like, whatever you say, boss. You know? yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just like Amos is a badass and it's and